0: Well, good morning. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10, we are in a series called Conversations, and I want to have a conversation with you about different aspects of our walk as individuals and our walk as a body. And you, as always, you can go to YouVersion and find us under live events, or you can look at the back of your review, and we have an outline ready for you. But this message today Uh, It kind of has two parts. In the first part, I wanna talk to you about something that's really big around here called CIL Forward. CIL Forward is the process that we have that lets you discover who the church is and lets you discover what your role in the church is. And that's why today we're gonna talk about our plan. Because last week I talked about the fact that we exist to know his love and to share his love. But it's not enough just to have a logo. It's not enough to have a slogan. It's not enough just to have a theme. Uh, There has to be a plan. How in the world are we going to follow Christ's objective to go and to take the message of the gospel to this community, to our neighbors, friends, and to around the world? Well, our elders and, and I worked on for about the last year and a half something called CIL Forward. It's a chance for you to engage in the mission of this church. And we're launching CIO Forward tonight at 5 p.m. with our Forward 101 class. It's a class that all of you are invited. We've had over 30 adults already sign up. We have childcare available. Any of you can come tonight at 5 p.m. because I want to get you started on a journey. And here's what this journey is about. Here's the definition, you can see it in your notes. CIL Forward exists so that every person in our church has heard our vision, which is really God's vision, understands the gospel, is in relationship with Christ, and is engaging in ministry. And so we have four different classes we offer. And we're gonna offer them at variety of times. Uh, the Christian growth classes, we're starting a classroom system on Wednesday night. That will start August 14th for the adults. And one of the tracks will be CIO forward. And also on Sunday mornings, starting next week during the 9 a.m. service, we'll have forward 102 and 103 and 104 on the different Sunday mornings in August. But it all starts tonight. And here's the deal. We don't want you just to come and spend an hour here. We want you to get on mission with God. Last week I shared that God is on mission and he's invited us to participate in that mission. So this is what my ministry kind of characterized my ministry in my first years of pastoring. I think I did a pretty good job at what we call a rally speech. I could get up and say, we're gonna change the world, we're gonna go and we're gonna take the gospel, rah, 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 rah. I mean, that's one of the things that, that I, I think I seem to do okay at. But the problem was, a lot of us would get excited about the vision, but we didn't really know how to engage in the mission. Now, no system is perfect, but at least a system is a way, a system is a chance. And so we intentionally made this logo because if you look on the screen here, I I used to only talk about the third logo, mostly all. And we're going to reach the world for the gospel. This church of 400, we, we, we can change the world. I mean, God did it with 120 before in the book of Acts. Why can't he do it now? And that would be my speech. And I still believe that to the core of my heart. But then I realized... Uh, that it's not just about that. It's also about us kind of working backwards. I mean, God wants us to be community, He wants us to be in relationship with one another. He wants us to do life together. He, he, he wants us to get involved in men's Bible studies and women's Bible studies in 242 groups. He wants our kids to be in youth group. He wants our children to be in journeys in 4.6 because we have to have Christian fellowship. Listen, if we don't have Christian fellowship, if we don't have Christian community, we are vulnerable. So Christian community is so important. And I've seen Christian community demonstrated in recent days in ways that, that in depths that I can't, I've never seen before. The love this church has shown to one another during times of crisis, during times, difficult times. It's been amazing. I I am convinced we have a true community here. And I want every one of you to be part of that. I want you to discover different ways you can engage, different ways you can get in community with one another. Listen, community is not just a one-time event. Community takes time. It takes repetition. It takes hanging in there. It takes uh, the the longevity of roots. Roots take time. It takes time to be in relationship with one another. But community means something. Now, the third, as we worked our way backwards, the third slogan is you. And I want you to know this as your pastor. I care about you. I want you to grow. I want you to to have this experience at the church at Indian Lake and and look down the road and three years from now and 10 years from now, and God willing, 15 years and 20 years from now say, man, I I love Jesus more. I love people more. I'm a better person. I have more character. I have more Christ-like qualities because of what God has done in my life. You are important. And so when we have a vision Our vision that God has given us is for the world, is for us as a community, and our vision is for you. We want you to grow. We want you to become more like Christ with every decision, every step, every era of your life. And God wants to help you with that. So CIO Forward, what I'll do tonight is I will tell you the big vision for the church. And then in 102 and 103 and 104, you're gonna learn learn some deeper things about our body, about our relationship with Christ, you'll discover your motivational gift because your motivational gift is very important to know because it's gonna help you to connect in ministry in great ways. So I'm just so excited about that. But today, now, as I move to the second part of my message, and I'm not gonna talk long because we got back to school prayer and we have, uh, we have water baptism, but I'm gonna share with you a message on the you part, and here's a a word I think the Lord gave me this week, brought to memory a scripture, it kind of changed my plan for this message, I really believe, I really believe this is a word for several of you today, the title of this talk is Stop Hiding, Stop Hiding, we're going to look at the life of Saul, and Saul is a very complicated character, so I want to, what I want you to do, is I want you to, uh, Look at the particular passage in First Samuel ten, and and let the Lord speak to you through this passage as a metaphor. Now, if you're familiar with Saul, you know his story doesn't end well. But I don't think that's the important part for this story. We're going to take this story more as a metaphor for you and I, uh, as God is calling you and me to stop hiding. First Samuel chapter ten, starting with verse twenty. Samuel had all the tribes of Israel come forward and the tribe of Benjamin was selected. You can go ahead. Thank you. Then he had the tribe of Benjamin come forward by its clans and the Matrite clan was selected. Now finally, Saul, son of Kish was selected. Now what were they selecting here? They were selecting their first ever king. This is a big deal, guys. That This was their first king. Now, God, God did not prefer them to have a king, but he, he granted their wishes. And so this was a huge beginning. It was like us picking our first president here in the United States. And as you know, George Washington, he set the precedent for so many things. And that's why he's called the father of our country. So think about that, magnified in a, in a theocracy, much, much bigger, this is a huge, huge deal. So they finally, Saul, son of Kish was selected, but when they searched for him, they could not find him. Then again, they again inquired of the Lord, has a man come here yet? And the Lord replied, there he is hidden among the supplies. They ran and got him from there. And when he stood among the people, he stood a head taller than anyone else. Samuel said to all the people, do you see the one the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among the entire population. And all the people shouted, long live the king. I want you to see this as a metaphor as Saul being yourself and Saul's call to be the king of Israel, your call to engage on mission with God. Because I believe this is that God wants to engage his people on mission. The work of the Lord is not for the professionals. The work of the Lord is not for the paid clergy. The work of the Lord is not for the elite. The work of the Lord is for every single person. There shouldn't be a huge separation between pastors and servants. Pastors are servants. The work of the Lord is for all of us. We all have to cooperate with the work of the Lord. That's what He's called us to do. My house is a modest house. We have plenty of space for the five of us. And there's places to hide away in our house, but there's really something interesting that happens. Occasionally, you know, Beth and I will, will talk about an idea. It might be something like hey, should we take the kids to a movie? Or should we go out to eat tonight? And we'll whisper this we'll kind of whisper this as we're trying to exchange our plan, make sure it works out with our schedule, works out with our budget, should should we go to the mall? And we're whispering this and an amazing thing happens. No matter where these children are in the house, no matter where they are, no, no matter how loud the TV is and how many electronic machines are in operation, they start scurrying to wherever we're talking. I mean, it's like they have amazing sonar abilities to to hear through walls and above noise because why? It's something very, very desirable. But then this odd thing happens also. Often when I'm walking around our house and the other three, the three kids are upstairs and I look and someone's left a plate. This does happen, a plate of food and there's crumbs on the plate or there's a pair of shoes that are in the closet are the dogs look like they're starving to death because no one's fed them? Actually, our dogs never look like they starve starved to death because they are the fattest dogs on the face of the earth. That can be verified by fact. So when, when this happens, when this happens, and I'll yell upstairs, who left the plate? I mean, I've got a pretty loud voice, right? I mean, public speaking is, is my occupation. Who didn't put the shoes up? Can someone come down and feed the dog? I'll yell this, and no one responds. It's amazing. I'll walk upstairs and yell in between the three bedrooms we have upstairs, and no one responds. And so my frustration rises and I'm like, hey, why didn't anyone do the chores? Oh, dad, we didn't hear you, right? We we, we, We didn't hear you at all. It's very, very selective hearing. It's amazing how we all have this kind of ability to hide when we don't want to participate in something. Uh, There's just uh, the elusive skills of human beings just increase when there's a hard task or a hard job or something we're scared of or something we don't prefer. This is exactly what was happening with, with Saul. I want you to notice this first thing about Saul is there was a choice. And that choice came from God himself. If we go back and we look at verse 20, Samuel had all the tribes come forward and the tribes of Benjamin were selected. Then he had the tribe, he had tried to Benjamin come forward and the matriarch declined. And finally, Saul, the son of Kish, was selected. This was a huge call, a huge task. No doubt Saul felt inferior. No doubt Saul didn't understand how he was gonna be the first king of Israel. No doubt Saul didn't think he had the abilities. Why? Because we know because he hid. Can I tell you that when God gives you an idea and God gives you a plan and God gives you a burden, he gives that to you first, often before he gives you the entire plan. When God gives you an idea, when God gives you a vision, when God shows you a need, Often you don't know how it's gonna to come together. And so often what we do is we're aware of the need or we're aware of a problem or we have a burden or we have an idea or we have a vision, but we just feel inferior. We don't feel like we have the ability. We're scared of failure. We're scared to step out. And because of that, we do the same thing that Saul did. We hear the call, but then there's the hide. When God's calling us to step up, when God's calling us to step in, when God's calling us to do what he called us to do, we go and hide. We go and find a place where there's no risk, a place where there's, there's no chance of failure. We go find a pl- place where, where we can live with our excuses. I want you to understand this. Is there something unique about your gift? There's something unique about your call. You're an original. There's no one like you. God's made you a certain way. As we read yesterday in Acts 17, you're alive in 2013 for a reason in this place, because God wants to use you. And he doesn't just want to use you for your preference. I wanna be very clear about this. God wants to use you for the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is people. The kingdom of God is engaging with his people and people who don't know him yet. Engaging in spiritual things. And it's so easy sometimes. It's so easy sometimes for us to think that we can hide our gifts or our talents or our contribution. And, and if we do that, if we do that, somehow we've avoided the call. I want you to, be, I want you to hear this very clearly. If you're hiding your call, you're still called. Because God's the one that chose your call. You didn't choose it. He chose you. You can hide from people, but you can't hide from the call of God. You can hide yourself, basically. The essence of who you are. You can hide yourself, but you can't hide your call because it wasn't yours in the first place. It was God's. and He gave that to you. So here he was. Hiding. We look, at the, we look at the passage together in verse verse 21. He had the tribe of Benjamin come forth, finally saw, but when they searched for him, they could not find him. When they searched for him, they could not find him. Moving on in the scripture, it says, They again inquired of the Lord, has the man not come here yet? And the Lord replied, There he is, hidden among the supplies. I wonder the God assignments that he has for you. Neighbors you're supposed to engage with, friends at work you're supposed to talk to, children in Awana and in Journeys of 4.6, you're supposed to lead. Newcomers you're supposed to greet in the parking lot. Newcomers you're supposed to greet in the lobby. And the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of your contribution. The Lord has need of your insight. The Lord has need of your wisdom. The Lord has need of your presence because presence is one of the greatest gifts that we have. Do you understand that? I'm in situations all the time and I say this to God's glory. You know, people will say, thank you. You did such a great job in this difficult situation. And I'm sitting there thinking, I didn't do anything. I don't know what I did. I just showed up and stood there. But God uses presence. He, he uses presence, right? That's why you can't hug somebody on Facebook. Okay, there, there's there's a touch, there's a look in the eye. He uses presence. That's why we are gathered here as His body. We don't just log in online. Okay, we're here because presence means something. Your presence means something here, and so so it is. So it is when the Lord has need of you, and the Lord has need of it, and the people you're supposed to minister to come searching for you. Even if they're not, they don't know they're searching for you, but they're searching for someone with your experience and they're searching for someone with your talent to they're searching with someone with your insight and they're searching for someone with, with the right personality to impact them. But when they search for him, they could not find him. The call and then the hide, but thank God the story doesn't end there because there's something called the stand. Look at this last verse with me, in verse 23. Then they ran and got him from there. And look at this phrase, when he stood among the people. Look at that phrase, when he stood among the people, he stood a head taller than anyone else. And Samuel said to all the people, do you see the one the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among the entire population. And all the people shouted, long live the king. I love that phrase. Remember, I told you I want, I want you, I want Saul to be a metaphor for you today. The Lord says this, did you see the one the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him in the entire population. This is not an egotistical kind of self-esteem booster. This is the understanding that science itself has confirmed that every person's unique. Every person has a unique DNA. Everyone has a unique personality. Everyone has a unique call. There is no one like you. The enemy, the enemy is assaulting who you are, is assaulting God's call on your life. It's trying to minimize who you are Because he knows there's no one like you. You can influence like no one else can influence those people around you. And it's the overflow of the Lord. Guys, it's the overflow of the Lord. It's the willingness. So the word that I believe the Lord's saying to us today is stop hiding. How do you stop hiding? Look, when he stood, when he stood, when he stood among the people, he stood a head taller than everybody else. That's what we're asking. Through this message and through CIL Forward, we're asking you to stand. Stop hiding, stop hiding your gift, but stand. The people, we're calling you to stand out, to serve and to teach and to show up and to love. And to believe that God can take this body of faith and when we're all on mission with him and joining him with mission, there's, there's no, no limit to what God can do. Lives can be changed for his glory. And that's what we're about. That's our product, guys, It's change lives. And I want God to change your lives. So he changes you. He changes you. And then he changes us as a people. And then he changes us all for his glory and his purpose. Don't hide like Saul did, but stand, stand, teach the kids, stand, come to intercessory prayer Thursdays at 9 30 AM. Stand, get involved with that women's Bible study. Stand, start something that we don't have here. I mean, listen, we're a young church. We're a developing church. There's all types of things that we don't have. Maybe you have some ideas we haven't thought of. Maybe that idea is God's invitation to start that. Guys, we're, we're on the edge of something really, really special. But all of you are needed. All of you are needed. God is calling you and He's calling us and He's calling all of us to move forward in him. I want us to think about that for a second. Let, let's pray about that. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, you have, you have brought this scripture to remembrance today for a particular time and a an particular, particular season. So Lord, I thank you for the call of the Lord. And, and would you just thank the Lord right now for his call? on your life. And I, can I tell you that no call is too small. Every call is incredible, the Lord. The Lord doesn't compare your call to my call. That which he calls you to do is wonderful and precious and special to him. Because he's the one that chose it. So it's a good, good thing. It's a good, good thing, the call of the Lord. And please, for the sake of you and the sake of us and the sake of this world don't hide any longer don't hide among the supplies don't be that person that everybody has to ask where are they what's going on with them why aren't they as engaged in this community as they used to be why don't they do that don't hide then step into it And I I, I want you to know that that may mean that the new thing is different. That doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna do the same ministry or do it with the same people you did it before. It could be something new and different and that just means better to the Lord, better to the Lord. So stand up, stand up and you will see once you stand up that by God's grace and his destiny and his call and his choosing you're ahead above the rest because there's no one like you the Lord says that the Lord says there's no one like you that's not to puff you up that's to let you know you reflect his glory and you reflect his greatness he's a good good God I want to give you a moment just to let this kind of soak in Some of the lyrics of the, one of the songs we sang earlier, said, Spirit lead me, Spirit lead me. That's what we need. We need his leadership. Lead me where my faith has no borders. Now I'll follow you wherever you lead me. Thank you, God, for that call. Lord, we pray for a stirring. God, this is a new season for our church. This is a new season for our body. So if we're part of this church, it's a new season for me. It's a new season for my friends. And so Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that you would stir us up. You, Lord, you would give us courage. You'd give us vision. You'd give us strength. You'd give us confidence. Lord, I pray for confidence in the Lord. My confidence is in you. It's not in myself, it's in you, Lord. Our confidence is in you. Give us confidence to be the people you've called us to be for your glory and for your purpose. We love you.